This week on the O The Anthem podcast, we're recording early for secret reasons that we'll get into immediately. We also want to talk about the start of the MLB season with spring training right around the corner and pitchers and catching, catchers reporting next week, as well as a potential postseason change to come. Uh, in the news, we talk about the New Hampshire primary, Trump meddling with his own Justice Department on the Roger Stone case, and tells military to investigate uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vigman. A whole lot of stuff coming up right now on the podcast. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. from probably vegas this is Corey, and this is the other anthem podcast good afternoon everybody it's rob welcome to episode 306 of the other anthem podcast coming to you from the hashtag ota la studios high above the one dent freeway in downtown los angeles california thank you for joining us yes indeed yes yeah, so you are in vegas right now kind of maybe probably? yeah probably yeah yeah I, I mean, mean if, it, if it's tuesday i'm i might be on the way back from vegas yes um, or dead <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, always a possibility. With Vegas, you never know. <laughs> Could or be. maybe I just took my winnings and traveled elsewhere. Oh yes, this is like uh, I saw some. I, I think because I've been looking for Vegas hotels, they've been putting new stories <laughs> in my feed. Yes, yeah. Where it's just like you know, yeah, man you wins one point seven million dollar jackpot in Vegas, and I'm just like, ooh, ooh. that could help. Yeah, that could, that could uh, put us into the uh, illustrious O the Anthem Studios at One Thousand Sunset <laughs> <laughs> for a month or two, and then. Uh, <laughs> That's when the uh, the illustrious question comes up. You come rushing in the door. You say, hey, baby, I love you. Go pack your bags. <laughs> oh, my God, what happened? I hit it big in Vegas. You're never going to believe it. Well, all right, we can talk later. What should I pack for? The beach? Uh, should I pack for the mountains? I don't care. I'm going to drop you off at the bus station. You get to decide. <laughs> uh, the differences between Rob and I. Uh, yes. Uh, but, yeah, so... Um, why are we recording early, Corey? What is the situation well, going on right now? So, uh, basically, you are going to be going to New York tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow Tomorrow's, night. This, yeah. this time... T- oh, damn it. I got to check in my flight, too. I'm going to do that <laughs> at some point. Uh, I'll just be checking in my flight. But you're, nobody's going to know because you're going to be on camera. Like, oh, right okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. If I have to do that. So, you'll be in New York. Uh, I am going to Vegas on Sunday... Uh, because the Caps are playing the Golden Knights in Vegas, and I don't want to miss the opportunity. So, well, this is the first time they've been out west this whole season, so it's good they're actually is not. Uh, <laughs> so, it turns out that at, shortly after I bought NHL 20 and was playing it a lot, I uh, thought to myself, "Oh, I should double check when the Caps come out here," and realized that I missed both the Caps game versus the Kings and the Ducks because I was too busy playing the video game <laughs> to pay attention to the real schedule. So. There's just something about that that is fantastic that I just love. And, of course, they won both those games. The Cavs, who never win West Coast games ever, won the two games that I could have hypothetically gone to because I was completely free and available for them. 
Okay, yeah, sorry. Uh, Corey's the only one on camera because I don't want everyone to see me distracted. I got to set an alarm for myself. So you uh, make sure you check into your flight? Make sure to check in. I don't remember where my alarm is. <laughs> um, and th- by the way, are we savages? Is this really how we need to travel? The 24 hours before, just to get a chance to get an upgrade, <laughs> I got to just be like pounding the pavement and watching the time. I feel like, what are we doing with society? Honestly, right now? Let's just all. Uh, where's the hyperloop? Where's the damn hyperloop? I didn't even think about it in terms of getting a dis or like a early check-in or something like that. I mean, like I guess like you get into an earlier uh, check-in boarding, group. Yeah, yeah. And so like your chances of getting bumped up are better the higher you are. Um, and uh, I would really like to get first class for my. Oh well, I mean now, that would be great. Uh, and I mean, yeah. So we, I think it's JetBlue. So I'm pretty sure I have my seat already. And I think I paid for the bigger seat. So already. I've paid for the bigger seat, and the chance of me getting bumped up into, like... First class would be higher. I don't even think they have first class. It's, like, business supreme or whatever. Yeah. But, like, the <laughs> chances get much better. Um, and nobody's traveling to New York on Friday night, right? Especially not from uh, New York or from L.A. Yeah, not on... It's not, uh, it's not no. a popular to and from. <laughs> not on Valentine's Day weekend <laughs> uh, for all of those bi-coastal couples who are handling their business. Yeah. Uh, and if you hear noise in the background, that would be producer Carly sleeping on the job, and except for right now, not sleeping. Now she's arguing with Monkey Mike. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, having a little fight off camera. So, uh, so anyway. yeah, you'll you'll be coming back Sunday. I'll be leaving Sunday. Yes, ships passing in the night. Um, and then I, I'll probably be back Tuesday. I think is the plan. Yeah. And um, I think we figured out, like, uh, I think you thought my flight was coming in in the morning, and you're like, oh, perfect day. Grab from the airport, we'll go to the XFL game, then just come back. <laughs> do a podcast, and then I'll leave for Vegas. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, my flight comes in at uh, 11 p.m. <laughs> p.m. All right. So none of that applies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, because um, uh, I got, and you know what I realized? I'm like, I was really upset for a moment, because it's, it's President's Day weekend. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, we could have stayed an extra day and got another day of vacation. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't have off, so you don't uh, have bankers' holidays. <laughs> nope, I'll be uh, I'll be at work on uh, Monday, unlike most of you. Although it would have been perfect because if uh, we were recording on Monday, I could have left early and taken like a half day. Yeah, celebrate the presidency. Uh, you know what? You're right. Uh, better that I'm just going to be working a full day <laughs> and not worrying about a podcast because uh, I'd probably say some things I might regret, um, like the COVID. <laughs> like what? <laughs> But yeah, no, so but uh, the the big question I really have, because you know Vegas is in front of me here. Yes. Uh, should I, I? I'm feeling really confident about the Orioles this season. Yes. Should I be putting a <laughs> thousand down, like two thousand down, three thousand? Like, what's the what's the appropriate bet for Orioles to win the World Series? Well, so I mean, I because I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to. I don't want to give you a number, <laughs> because the problem that I got to think about is: Did you eat before you walk up there? Uh, do you need to eat more? Uh, what about the electricity to get home? Like, make sure you have all of those things. Yeah. So I think what you should do is put approximately ninety-five percent of whatever you have in the bank. Whatever's on left. The Orioles. Yes. No, not what's left. Just whatever you have in the bank. Yeah. At yeah. the moment that you're about to place the bet. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, one hundred percent of credit card balances that are still available. Well, all uh, clearly. Them. Yeah. Well, I guess there's no better place to talk about uh, the upcoming Orioles season mm-hmm. than uh, in sports ball. Hey. You notice how I started talking really slow to try and give you opportunity. Yeah. Oh, I see what he's doing. Huh. He didn't just go sports ball. 
So <laughs> one of the other problems is we used to have this uh, handy dandy nifty uh, scene changer where it was like press one button. Yeah. And I already memorized where the buttons were. They don't work on you know the latest version of OBS so uh, that we're using here, and so I don't have it. And then I still inherently go will to be press like, the button. Oh, sports ball. Oh, sh- oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me get the cursor and get going and move it over. So yeah. Uh, so, so yes, the uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting uh, this week as yes. you're listening to the podcast. Um, the beginning of spring training. The everyone's everyone's uh, has a perfect season so far. There's yeah. not a loss in sight. Um, get and to see the new crop. Adley Rushman will be reporting with the rest. Everything seems to be pointing to an excellent Orioles season. Now, not the team themselves. This <laughs> Everything is what I'm talking except about. for the talent on the yes, field. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. We now have a friend who lives in St. Pete. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as we've talked about on the podcast, we have both been to spring training before, but we've never been together. We've both seen many games at spring training. I've and we've never been... seen the game at spring training. I mean, but you went to spring training. Yeah, yeah. I went to the stadium yeah. right before the game was rained out. Oh, oh. But, I mean, and you the, were there for a while, so I'm sure you saw another. Well, no, the same game I was going to go to was rained out as well. Mm. Do you, only, you only had tickets for two games? Yeah. How long were you in Florida? For a week. How about, there, I saw, like, nine games in a week. What's there was the, a trip to Orlando that went on that, too. Oh, no, no. No regrets from that, right? No regrets. <laughs> it's all right. I'll, I'll see spring training in, in another time. So, so nonetheless, yeah, uh, we now have a friend who lives in St. Pete. Uh, and it, that's not exactly Sarasota, but it's... Uh, Close enough. Commuter distance. Yeah. So we could go to spring training, um, and it's just like, I feel like a little bit of a call, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of talent in the in the minor leagues, and they're going to look really good, and then I'm going to get my heart broken once the season starts. <laughs> once people start getting serious, it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be a bad day. Well, I, I don't know if you've heard about this uh, uh, proposed change to the playoffs, but... Uh might get us one one or two steps closer to actually making the damn thing. Oh, wait, oh I did this. hear about this. Uh, they're calling it the guillotine rule. The last place <laughs> team also makes the playoffs, and they must play every single team. And if they beat all of them, <laughs> they then get the last spot in the playoffs. No, I wish that was that true, but no. Can you imagine? The, like A team goes in in the last place. Like the Orioles with 47 wins <laughs> go in. And then of these six uh, or eight. Uh, Seven. Well, let's just say eight right now. Yeah. No, eight right, eight right now. No. Wild card, wild card, division, division, division. So three, ten, four, five, ten, ten total. Ten yeah. total. Oh, but only five on your five on your side, right? So the Orioles go in with the forty-seven wins, and then they whip up on four of the five uh, yeah. playoff contenders, and then they're like, "All right, so now they're gonna they're gonna go to uh, New York and play the Yankees," <laughs> and the Yankees are just like, "All right, guys, listen, we got this. We can't. We cannot get embarrassed." The way that everybody else has been embarrassed. This team has won more in the last week than they went than they won in June. At any point in there in the season. <laughs> so we gotta put it together. Let's get it together. But yeah, it I actually don't mind that. Yeah, maybe having the, uh, having the last place team just in there for fun. Maybe MLB should just listen to that. Maybe let the last place team play everyone from their uh their conference. Well, not conference. Um <laughs> To the best of my knowledge, Rob Manfred doesn't respond to the argument of, come on, but it'll be fun. Hey, listen, hey, <laughs> listen, Rob, Rob, we got a little understanding here. We Rob's got a little Rob thing. Rob's are smart. We understand each other. I'm just saying, give a little thought. You're going to be in New York this weekend? Maybe you uh, I will buy be a in... mistake and pitch him on the idea? 
Uh, all I'm saying is I'm going to have a steak on Friday night. Uh, I'll be at 46th Street. If, if you'd you like to, to be there. You walk into the same place and you see a guy who looks pretty miserable. Like he doesn't want to be there spending $150 on a steak. I mean, I'll enjoy the $150 steak. But I don't want to spend $150 on a steak. Come over and say hi. Hmm. Uh, and if uh, you don't like my rules. Just gotta... be like, you look like a baseball fan. <laughs> I'll be wearing my Baltimore hat and a shirt that doesn't fit very well uh, and uh, that I don't really want to be wearing. And uh, that'll be me. So, yeah, come say hi. You look like a baseball fan. You're miserable <laughs> wearing an Orioles hat. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. So, uh, new proposed uh, potential playoff changes. Right, yeah. Um, basically, what would happen is the three division winners would... Uh, the f- number one seed would get a first-round buy. The three division winners would pick or the other two division winners and the first wild card would pick in order of how they finished the opponent that they would want to play in a three game only on the home, uh, only at home for the uh, higher ranked team uh, series. And then everyone moves on to the division. Let me ask you, what if the team wanted to play on the road? What if it's like the Florida Marlins and they're like, Ooh, I, we'd rather just play at a stadium with people. First of all, Miami Marlins. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Miami Marlins. If they just say, Hey, we'd, re- we'd really like to play this playoff in a stadium with people in it. Um, can we go to Colorado and play? <laughs> you made your bed. You lie in it. <laughs> um, no, I mean like it, it it's, uh, so I, I think what's compelling about it is like, there is kind of this reality TV version of like, it's time to pick the teams and you have like, you know, the manager of the Red Sox, like going, like, yeah, we'll we'll cream the Tigers. Let's take them. And then- it's a little bit of um, draft part two, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of um, flashback I mean, to middle school when it's like, oh, guys, come on. I hope I don't get picked last for the team. Uh, this way, yeah. I mean, really, you don't want to get. No, wait. So I mean, you don't let- want to get picked first. Yeah, because you got to play the toughest team first, right? right? So it's like. I don't want to get picked first. All right, come but on. But I mean, like, it really does go back to the to the age of baseball in our youth. Like, yeah, thinking about not getting picked last and this turn, this chance getting picked first. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's not enough of that in baseball. And I would wager that no one on the field in either on either side of the ball there has ever felt that ever <laughs> when they were little. <laughs> Just like Jose Altuve is a short guy. I imagine he's been short his whole life, and he moves to a new school. He gets picked <laughs> last. One time at gym class, <laughs> and then the very next day they're like, uh, "I'm picking first. No, no, I'm picking first. Jose, you're my team. Come on, let's go." <laughs> it becomes, it becomes one of the people that already is part of the game prior to the teams being decided. It's like, well, the four of us are playing. Should we pick the rest of the people? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and also it's got to be weird to have Jose on your team because then you got to have the uh, the kid from the the class below you. Yeah, and it takes him like forty minutes to explain him the trash can thing before the kickball game. <laughs> so they have to have a whole code wit. Yeah, on. it's like it's weird. But a uh, guy over at the jungle gym with binoculars. Yeah, like. you know, it's, <laughs> I wish we knew more kids because I would really like to do <laughs> the Jose Altuve as a child. Maybe not even Jose Altuve. <laughs> Whoever it was that benefited the most in that, just like as a child, and you see him like. Yelling at a little kid, I'm teaching him how to bang a trash can, and I just see over the shoulder of the uh, kickball batter. We zoom in and we just see a little face doing this, no binoculars, just doing this on top of the jungle gym, like <laughs> two two toilet paper rolls. <laughs> He's throwing a number two. I don't know what that is. Isn't um, all kickballs the same? Aren't they all fastballs? Oh my god! All right, right. huh? 
Now I know why Corey got picked last in gym class. Okay. Well, no, absolutely not. There's no slider in kickball. Oh, you put a little English on that bad boy. You can get into a lot of things. Yeah, but not actually go into the strike zone. You got to like. Here's the ironic thing. You bowl like you're pitching. And you're going to tell me that you can't get a curve Yeah, ball? because if, if I bowl like I'm bowling, then I'm just going to throw it sideways <laughs> like this with my Cro-Magnon shoulders. But you you can't imagine getting a little English on a kickball that would make it, like, curve w- wicked. I mean, like, I could, I could get how, like, you might be able to, like, have it skip weird or something like that. Oh, no, you get, like, one one high skip, one low skip, and when it hits and it's spinning, it looks like it's coming right at you and then just... Right across the plate. All I want to do, I think, I, I see ads for like these like zoom balls or whatever every <laughs> once in a while. You know, the ones that like break like nine and a half feet. Yeah. Like I kind of just want to like buy one so I can go to the park and throw it and just feel really good about myself. Like, <laughs> finally got that look curve. At the, now, look at now. this curveball just threw <laughs> <laughs> when it combined 18 feet. <laughs> nine that you were already breaking, nine for the ball. It breaks this way and then breaks back the other way. I'm just like, yeah. First like, one was an accident. I was playing with wiffle ball in college, I remember. And like I just had the stuff that day. And like all my balls were like breaking weird. Yeah. And like people were just like, who is this guy? Never repeated that yeah. ever again. Yeah, no, we uh were trying to organize a wiffle ball game at work, and then uh I we went outside with the wiffle ball and the bat. Yeah. And I had forgotten. I had forgotten. But one of the guys just like, Yeah, yeah, go down. And he's like, throws the ball and it does this like loop de loop and then Whips back across, and I was just yeah. like, "All right, we're not playing wiffle ball. We are not. <laughs> I don't feel like being embarrassed in front of everyone here when I fall down." I'm going to be the coach, <laughs> coach, all time coach. I'm uh, Tom Hanks, or pitcher, all time pitcher. There oh, we there we go. Yeah, you want to pitch? Too bad. I'm pitching. That's what I do. <laughs> I was called Sydney Ponson in that wiffle ball game, probably because I was drunk. <laughs> Oh, it's that the is c- a deep ball. That's going <laughs> way back. Oh, all Sir right. Sidney Ponsoon. Hmm. Um, what uh, was he, Jamaican royalty or something like that? I can't I always forget. Wait, who's Sidney Ponsoon? Yeah. No, he's Puerto Rican. No, no, no. He's not Puerto Rican? No. no he's Aruba. Rican. Aruba. He's from Aruba. Yeah. I'm one of the few baseball players from Aruba. <laughs> I don't know. the. Do you know where Aruba is? In the the islands there. Right? <laughs> it is. No, no. It's like, it's, you know, this quarter of the world, the islands, yeah, it's in there somewhere. Well, I mean, like, to be fair, I'm not, like, great with, like, recognizing specific mm-hmm. islands in the in the Caribbean there. Here's the fun thing. You said Jamaica. It's actually not too far from Jamaica. Okay. Well, there we go. The now, same. if only I could point out Jamaica, the group. <laughs> do you not know where Jamaica is? No, I mean, like, I know, like, mm-hmm. I could do the thing where, like, you, I could just show you on the map generally where it is, but it, oh, I, the Caribbean is not, like, a strong suit of my, like, geographical knowledge. Oh. If you yeah. want me to, like, name countries in Europe, I got that all day. Oh, the white part of the world. I get it. <laughs> no, I see where your focus no, was. Okay. I- Listen. Or Asia or Africa to an extent. Where the slave traders came from, I know really well. Where they picked them up, wherever I the kinda co- know. Where wherever they the colonies off, traveled, cares? I know. Uh, oh, you want uh, nation's capitals conquered by the Nazis? This is a, spe- a specific thing that I know very well. Here we go. <laughs> Seems like we're getting off sports ball. So I'd like to bring up one last thing. Because <laughs> okay, we yeah. didn't bring it up last night with the Mookie Betts trade. Uh, and I feel like it's important to... Last night? Oh, Monday night. Monday night. Previous yeah. episode, yes. The last time we had recorded. Yes. A couple days ago uh, to us. Um, the Red Sox uh, traded Mookie Betts. And there are some fans who are very upset because um, 
it is following an eerily similar pattern that happened before. Hmm. So let me pull it up here. Red Sox championships. Ready? Yeah. 1903, 1912, 1915, 1916, 1918. Five championships right there, right? Yeah. And then. Wait, and four in the teen years, right? I think they had some before they were like officially like a team as well. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so 1903. But then you skip forward and it's like 12, 15, 16. Yeah, but of the next century. Oh, right. Okay. So what had right. happened was in 1918, the Red Sox owner uh, was tired of paying Babe Ruth so much. <laughs> so he traded him, and uh, for the cash that he got back, he funded a Broadway play, No No Nanette. I was like, didn't he sell him? That's really what he did. It was yeah. a trade, but he sold him. Right. Well, I mean, like it was a trade for money. Um, anywho, uh, from that point up until 2004, the Red Sox did not win a single World Series championship even being so prolific early in the century, winning five of them in the first 18 years. And losing spectacularly a couple of times. And throughout this entire 86-year misery, of which we were around for 20 of it, mm-hmm. um, we we just kept thinking about like these poor Red Sox fans and like... You know, like how everything always goes wrong for them. Like we, you felt sorry for them yeah. because they oh, were so how, hopeless. Oh, how foolish we were! <laughs> and they finally managed to turn it around. They have this amazing series in two thousand four where they finally two pitches to beat the Yankees, two strikes away, move on to the World Series, and they win it in yep. a sweep in St. Louis. And then they go on to win four more championships, finishing with the one in twenty eighteen. Wait, so. 04. Their most recent. 04, 07. 13 and 18. So not exactly the same as the ones oh, so before. Four, four total. Four out of the first 18 years. Yeah, gotcha. As, okay. a, as opposed to five in the first. Yeah. Five. But, I mean, like, I guess we could start the clock at, like, <laughs> from 1904 <laughs> until 1918, they won four. Yeah. From 2004 to 2018, they won four. Yep. Um, but they just basically did an exact repeat of what they did with the 1918 trade of Babe Ruth, where they gave up Mookie Betts because he was getting too expensive, and they were worried he, they weren't going to be able to re-sign him and trade him for effectively money. <laughs> yeah, what was the pl- to, what's the play that's getting funded by this? I don't know. I think the I think the Henrys are trying to sell the Red Sox. I've heard that. Mm. So maybe they're trying to get like the high priced items off the books in case gotcha. like the new owner Build wants to value. like yeah. Because this also the the. 1918, they the owner also sold shortly thereafter, mm. and there were many ownership squads who just didn't know how to do it, and they like opined for the days of the owner who did. So what you're telling me is, New England is about to lose Tom Brady and the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Oh. If they go, yes. if they go another 86 years, I will be so happy. Mm-hmm. I will be so happy. It couldn't happen to better people. <laughs> And That's the, all I'm saying. I'm just I, I I've uh, I'm kind of like circling this as just like a thought of like the curse of Mookie. Yeah. How the Celtics doing? They're are, all right. Are they okay? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're they're probably gonna make the playoffs and mm. they they look like a contender. But okay. Because in the end, but, you it was know, like, to be fair, the Celtics were consistent even throughout Boston's losing elsewhere. That's what I was know? gonna say. It's like it, that's the one thing they. It's have. almost like the Celtics and the Bruins are kind of separate from this yeah. whole thing. Like the Bruins win when they win. It's kind of how it happens. I really like Celtics take, have like good runs. I'd like to take both of those things away from them. I just don't, I don't want any happiness in that city. Bring um, back the Whalers. Yeah, <laughs> move them to Hartford. 
Just make them suffer. Take it all away from them. They'll uh, never lose the Bruins, though. That's the you know, like uh, you wouldn't lose the Celtics either. But I'm saying, like the the NHL has like this uh, thing about the original six teams. That, yeah. Like they never want them to like leave under any circumstance. So even when like Ottawa was like not doing great, <laughs> they were just like, you got to build them a new fucking arena because we ain't moving this team. How much money you need? We'll give you the money. <laughs> but yeah, what um, do you guys do it, Franks? That's what you build your arenas with? What's I the conversion rate? I can get two two American dollars and get you what? A thousand francs? See, I was gonna go the other direction with the Frank like Frankfurters? I get like <laughs> eight for a dollar. It's fine. Yeah, let's just do this. Let's go. Um I know the friend of I know the CEO of Oscar Meyer. I'll call him up right now. Hey, Oscar Meyer. <laughs> got a business proposition for you. But yeah, so uh let's pray that uh and maybe uh so uh Babe Ruth was traded to what team? The Yankees. And they went on the most prolific win streak. Yeah. Of the two thousands. Oh, I don't want it to happen to the Dodgers though. They'll become so insufferable. Yeah, but then we'd be here and we eventually the prices will go down because people won't care anymore. Yeah. It'll be like the Yankee like division round series games where it's like nobody shows. Up. Nobody shows and the t- tickets are cheap and you can get in the door for like twenty five dollars <laughs> and uh, it'll be great. <laughs> it's playoff baseball. This happens every year. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're always in here. What? Yeah. Why am I going to a divisional round game? I'm saving my money for the for the World <laughs> Series. That's still an expensive game because people just want to be seen there. Who yeah. cares about the division round? Well, that'd be the cool thing. Like if we uh, if we rise in celebrity, mm-hmm. like maybe we can be friends with the uh, uh, Matt Damon and Affleck or something like that, and they'll let us come and sit with their seats and stuff. I want everyone to mark or my Ari words. Gold or something. <laughs> I do not care how famous I ever am. If you ever see me out in public with Ben Affleck, call the police because I've been kidnapped and something is very wrong. You say this now, but I think the two of you would get along. That that's the problem. Like it's, <laughs> it would only be trouble. This would be very much trouble. Like three days later, I wake up. I'm surrounded by. Mexican hookers and there's blow on the table and just I don't know what why happened. am I married why am I married <laughs> there's a ring on me they all have rings on I don't want this kind of responsibility people come on yeah <laughs> trying to marry all eight of you we're we're just both miserable people who hate life so I don't really want to be wrapped around that either that or it turns into an episode of 13 reasons why and that's not really going to help <laughs> either so but yeah anyway so uh go enjoy the golden nights thank you uh Hopefully, the Capitals will return to their losing ways on the West Coast. And <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that there's the uh, Ovechkin is on the doorstep of 700 goals. Ooh. So uh, there's a chance that it happens uh, mm. in uh, Vegas. So. Is it one game? Yeah. Oh, they're coming out to Vegas for one game? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're in Phoenix on Saturday. So you could do both. I mean, <laughs> I'd have to figure out how to get the electric charge all the way to Phoenix. So Phoenix to Vegas is not a problem. Probably not. Yeah, I think that there's there's now some stations along that way. The thing is, if you want to get to Vegas in an electric car, you probably can. The problem is getting anywhere in between the cities that are connected to Vegas. You basically have to drive to Vegas and then drive to Phoenix and then go back to Vegas and go back to L.A. I don't like the fact that I have to put in the loss in front of <laughs> Vegas. I feel like they should just know. By the way, but when I'm writing Vegas, what I mean is Vegas. I don't know if you've mentioned this. Corey has officially hit $100 spent yeah. on electricity in the car. Yeah. And you've owned the car for... Months. Four months now? Yeah. So his, ga- his gas bill... I, could, I mean, it's Phoenix to, to Vegas is pretty much the same as LA to Vegas. Yeah. 
And there's so. some stations along the way. They've, they've built some stations along the way. I'm the, sure there's something I could find. The elevation change is the problem. It, you have more elevation change going from Phoenix to Vegas than you do mm. LA to Vegas. That's so. across the uh, Grand Canyon, too. Yeah. But maybe I could go just stop there on my way. Maybe they have a charging station. At the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. If you got to stop for an hour or two. Yeah, you know. Also taking a site. <laughs> go look at a ditch. <laughs> Uh, see, I say some pretty controversial things, but then like <laughs> you just go to the heart of what is American. It's like eh, no, Kobe, who cares? But people outside of LA don't care about Kobe. And you're just like Grand Canyon, big ditch. <laughs> Every American is just like, burn him. <laughs> no. It's, it's how I keep myself original. <laughs> Having hot takes like that from time to time. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's sports ball. Well, yeah, so uh, we talked about Iowa on Monday, Yeah. so it's only fitting that we come up and talk about the next primary. As I said on this week's episode, the only place that's less representative of the American public than Iowa, New Hampshire. Actually, I can think of one place that's less representative of the American public. Where's that? Anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem, because I don't know if you know this, Hmm. but there's like 300 million people or something like that who live in America. Sure, yeah. Not nearly 300 million people have visited anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. So Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I was looking at our numbers. By the way, I was looking at our numbers just as a aside. Yeah. Uh, Anchor seems to have them way down as opposed to uh, FeedBurner, where we still like... Where it still processes through, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, because people don't have to listen. Uh, I wonder if that's anchor-only people or I something think, like that. No, and I suspect that it is, because I said the same thing. Uh, I think that more people are listening to uh, podcast episodes than Anchor wants you to go to Anchor, yeah. which is great, and they should, because it's a fantastic platform. You can get the idea to make your own podcast. You can uh, listen to all the podcasts you can find anywhere, and then you know what? You flip right over, and you're listening to Spotify Music. Yeah. But... I think that they're driving traffic to Anchor, and so you're really just seeing your Anchor listeners. Or maybe it's Anchor and Spotify people or something like that. Well, yeah. I mean, that Anchor really is just Spotify. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and listen, if, if you are looking more for a visual medium, because we, of course, do the uh, the podcast and video every single week, uh, you can find that at youtube.com forward slash or the anthem. Uh, YouTube is the place for video on the internet, just like Anchor is the place for audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check out youtube.com forward slash or the anthem, and uh, you can get video of every episode. Yep. So the New Hampshire primary uh, happened yes. on Tuesday. Now, wait, Super Tuesday is not till March, right? We got a two weeks break. It's like March 2nd, yeah. I think. So we yeah. have two weeks off in between when you guys are listening to this and then, no, one week off. And then, bam. Well, because we have uh, South Carolina coming up, That's too. Tuesday. Yeah. So when you're listening to this, it's South Carolina. And then Nevada after that? And then Nevada is like a Thursday. Or are they like the same, like... Week or They're the same like week, yeah. and then I think Super Tuesday is the week after that. So uh, in front of a computer, I'm sure it has a calendar. <laughs> Let me see. Results for New Hampshire. Yes. Uh, Bernie Sanders, the winner, with 25.7 percent of the mm-hmm. vote. Winner. Uh, Pete Buttigieg with 24.4 uh, percent, second place. Amy Klobuchar, 19.8 percent in third. The Klobuchar is happening. Woo. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, a disappointing fourth at 9.2 percent. Joe Biden at 8.4% and Steyer following up with 3.8%. Uh, in addition, Andrew Yang and, uh, uh, fuck, uh, who's the other one? Uh, Michael Bennett. Yes. Have both dropped out. DNF. <laughs> yeah. That's what we say in racing terms. DNF. Started the race, did not finish. 
But, I mean, like, Andrew Yang, you know, despite not wanting to be president at all, got 2.8% of the vote. So how did that's the, not nothing. How did Michael Bloomberg do? Uh, he is not on the ballot in New Hampshire. He's oh. not on the ballot until Super Tuesday. Oh, hmm. So he is not in South Carolina. He's not in Nevada. It doesn't start for him until, because he got in so late. He yeah. missed the early to be fair, states. I don't think he's anywhere except for New York, and he's just dumping TV ads He's everywhere. definitely in California. I saw him on my ballot. No, no, I mean, he's not actually physically in a state. Oh, yeah, he's just in a studio somewhere just projecting ads out to. Just dumping ads everywhere that he possibly can, and that is all. And then, of course, uh, so New Hampshire separates its delegates. So with the way that this worked, oh, this is weird. Buttigieg has Mm -hmm. one, oh, this is total, this is full delegates. Total delegates, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nine and nine is how they divided up New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, and as as well as Amy getting a few as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now Pete is one up on Bernie in total mm-hmm. with uh, South Carolina coming up, which is Joe Biden's firewall. Let's see how <laughs> how much that really makes a difference in his total. I I don't think he can stay in if he doesn't win South Carolina. And it, that's the thing. I, I think, it, and it can't be second place. Like it can't yeah. be. Unless you're doing, if you did a, what Bernie and Buttigieg just did here, where it was like 25.7 to 24.8 or something like that, then yeah. I can get you saying that, like, you know, I held strong there and stuff like that. But, God, the math is just not working for you up until this point. No. And if the argument is, I'm the most electable guy and nobody is electing you, then you don't become a very electable guy. Yeah, hard to, hard to continue to make that argument when you can't finish in the top three anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, but that doesn't mean anything because it doesn't, Hillary didn't really win anywhere, a lot of places, but she still ended up the, the nominee and he is the, he's the Hillary of this election, right? He's the party favorite, if you will. So see, I don't know. I feel like there's like four people who are all vying for that, like party favorite kind of place. I think that's part of the problem. You think? Yeah, because, I mean, like, I feel like Biden and Buttigieg and uh, Klobuchar and, to an extent, like, Bloomberg and Steyer are all sort of that center-left kind of candidate right okay. now, you know? In differing degrees, yeah. I mean, I feel like if this – if Iowa started when all the people were first announced, like, you know, like when we had debates with two nights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I bet Biden basically has Buttigieg's vote total. Like, they probably switch. Uh, but because there was time for Buttigieg to build up mm-hmm. uh, through these debates and stuff like that, he was able to uh, surpass Biden at, at a certain point, and I think become the vote getter in those uh, early states. So I found a calendar. Uh Nevada's actually first, February okay. 22nd. That would be Saturday. Oh, it's okay. not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So I'll be able to go there the day after when they're all celebrating their caucus. No, no. Not this Saturday. Next ah, Saturday. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then. So I'll be there early for their celebratory break. <laughs> they already know who's going to win. Uh, and then following Saturday is South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now, both Nevada and South Carolina have proportional splits of so that means the first four the first four cities have states or states sorry have uh, proportional uh, splitting of their delegates yeah if I win fifty percent you win fifty percent then we basically split the fifty fifty the vote total yes yeah so let's do some quick maths uh, Iowa has forty nine mm-hmm. uh, forty nine pledge delegates to give uh, New Hampshire has thirty three 
Nevada has 48. South Carolina, 63. Man, that's yeah. really high. I didn't realize it was that many. Um, so by my math, that's about 200 delegates up for grabs. Right? Through those first four states. Through those first yeah. four. Now keep in mind, two states that vote on Super Tuesday are New York and California, which combined have 107 delegates, and they don't do proportional. Yeah. So one one thing to keep in mind is that all the reason we keep stressing Super Tuesday and, and I think it's more. I think you're thinking of the oh d- that's the electoral just, college. Yes, that is all they have in um because the super delegates too. Yeah. Damn, California has it is proportional though. I thought so. Is it? No, 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 no. I Allocation proportional. Some delegates. Uh, oh no, some are proportional. Oh okay. Some are proportional. Is it like some candidate or some counties? Yes, break some up? some give theirs to the the winner of the county, not necessarily the winner of the overall state election. Gotcha. Um, so California will split four hundred ninety four. Yeah. That's right, because you get a delegate for every Senate seat and every House seat, and that's how it works in the Electoral College. Oh, you're fucking right. Yeah, that's why it's only uh, fifty four. Yeah, in the Electoral College. How the da- how do they do delegates? They just give them delegates. I mean, it sounds right. If you got forty-eight in Nevada, that it's got to be like yeah, it's got to be ten times the amount in in California. You know. All right, and uh, and you know what, New York doesn't. I thought New York bumped theirs up to Super Tuesday too, but they don't. New York is late. Like back with Maryland on that last (laughs) that second Super Tuesday on that loser Super Tuesday. Yeah, April twenty-eighth. So Alabama, American Samoa, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Democrats abroad, which is the yeah, uh, anyone uh, who's not currently in America, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas. Oh, Texas, by the way, is going to be another. I bet you this is a 450, 262. See, that doesn't make any sense to me Yeah, because they have equal electoral college proportionally to California. So why do they only have 262? No, they have less. They have Cal- 48. Texas has 48 uh, electoral votes. California has 54. 55. 55. Uh, which is going to change, by the way, a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be some states who lose them. Yeah, a lot of Hispanics uh, <laughs> in Texas. And, uh, um, count them. I don't know. Like, it, 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 To me, this whole process is weird. It's just the type of thing I catch up on every single time we come around to it. Yeah, I know. And I feel <laughs> like they change it uh, every single time, too. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, oh, here we go. Presidential delegate vote tracker. Where are we? Mm-mm-mm. So Pete's got 22. Bernie has 21. Elizabeth has eight. And, oh, see, this is nice and convenient. Um, 494 up for grabs. Are they like super delegates, maybe? 79 are, are super delegates. So, okay, so 79 super delegates are statewide, 415 are proportional. Okay. Whereas Iowa does a completely. Proportional. Proportional, yeah. based on, uh, and so does New Hampshire, so does South Carolina. Uh, Texas, man, I don't, for some reason, it's got to have more than that. So Florida has 248 delegates. Yeah. Texas has 261. Does that make sense? Given the the breakdown of those two states? Oh, man, making me do. I feel like we're figuring this out on the fly. Uh, Illinois has 184, but I know that they have like 38 uh, electoral votes. Let's see. Texas has two twenty eight point seven million people in it. I bet you Florida's right in that area. You think? Yeah. Twenty one point three. So a few. 
Oh, no. Wait. What was Texas? 28. So it's about a third smaller. Yeah. It's about 75% of the. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Maybe that does make sense. So basically, though, Super Tuesday is where we hit 50% of the delegates. Wait, what? How does this make sense? 50% (laughs) of delegates? Well, California knocks out a whole bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say California is a lot. Having California be early for a change is refreshing because uh, I I feel like this whole race will be settled on Super Tuesday now. Like, because at that point, say Bernie wins California and Mm -hmm. like romps California like he's sort of expected to do, then how do you catch up with him at that point? Yeah. He could be 100 votes ahead just after Super Tuesday. Oh, okay. I, I understand this graph now. You need 1991 to lock in a nomination. Right. The line here is. 50% 50% of the delegates that are available to be taken uh, right now. Okay. So right now, 51 delegates is half. And we have 22-21 being the biggest of the split. So that's 43. Yeah. And the remainder goes to everybody else. Uh, Joe Biden bringing it up with six at the back. At, so right when we go into Super Tuesday, there are 100, 104 is 50%. So that's 208 available. Mm-hmm. At the end of Super Tuesday... Half is 766. That means that the full amount is 1,500, 1,520,32. Yeah. That is a big day. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, a little bit later, you have April 28th when Maryland and New York, and it's already basically over. Um, I never felt like my vote mattered in Maryland at yeah. all because it was so late in the process. It didn't. It just doesn't have the same sort of, like, heft as... Mm. You but know, again, Nevada. <laughs> even if even if uh, they they Bernie and uh, Pete continue to split the votes going into Super Tuesday, and they each have approximately fifty. Yeah. Then coming out of Super Tuesday, Warren is not out of it. Biden is not out of it, although I think he's probably out of the race by that point. Um, no one's out of it because going from one hundred and four to seven sixty six being fifty percent, you can make up yeah. a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, you. Uh, People have to really figure out their shit in the yeah. next two weeks, basically. That's that's how it works. And by the way, some people are voting in California right now. We have the, the uh, early early voting. Centers. Yeah, you can yeah. do, and you can mail in your vote at any time now. Yeah. So I don't uh, that I don't understand though. Like, why would you? Unless you're, I think, unless you're voting for like Bernie or Pete, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I, I I just always wanted to like hold off on that until the last possible minute, just because what if something happens? All right. I mean, you were talking about how you wanted to vote for Ted Cruz the entire time last time <laughs> around, but you just you wanted to make sure he was still in the race by the time he got. Yeah, there, I don't so. want to throw it away. I don't <laughs> want to throw away my Ted Cruz vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, here's the like, the messed up thing about the math is Tuesday means a lot, or it could mean absolutely nothing. They could divide up those fourteen hundred available votes amongst three or four people, and it means nothing. We're headed on down to the to uh, the south. We do a swing through the southwest after that. So yeah. who knows? But um, by the way, uh, somebody uh, friend of the show, Roberto, brought this up. Uh, he's apparently a Pete Day one. <laughs> um, wonder where he got that from. Wonder where he got that from. I part of me wants Pete to win. Hmm. Solely so I can refer back to, what is this, episode 306? Yeah. Back to what's got to be episode 180, maybe? Maybe a little later than that. 200? Are you talking about like po- like at the end of the Obama presidency? Yeah. Kinda? yeah. When I said, 
you know, listen, don't sleep on him. There's this guy. He's a mayor in Indiana. And I think he's got legs. <laughs> I said mayor? Yes. There's no way he could run. It's Maybe gonna, he needs to run for governor for Mike it's Pence's gonna get, spot. Going to have to get a uh, get uh, past uh, De Blasio and uh, Garcetti first. Oh, I think that is probably the conversation we had. Probably, yeah. And what like, about Biden? What about Bernie? Hillary might run again. Well, we probably also talked about how Garcetti isn't even a good candidate for governor. Yeah, because yeah. like the the southern Southern California does not do well in statewide elections. In I California? Believe, I think that is exactly what we talked about. Yeah. And mm-hmm. probably said, like, you know, like, really, if you're Garcetti, you might as well jump the line and just go for president. Yeah. Uh, and then we probably had the same sort of thing about Pete, where we were just like, well, I mean, there's no chance he wins governorship, so maybe... Just, but if you can't win governor just of Indiana, go for it. can you win... Uh... Raise your profile and then go back and run for governor. Okay, maybe that then, yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, uh, he's winning the conservative votes. Not conservative... <laughs> He's winning the Democratic conservative yeah, votes, uh, the centrist votes. The Clinton types. Without Pete, I think Bo- uh, Biden might be uh, leading Bre- uh, Bernie at this point. Because I think there's a measure of he Pete is, in a way, a younger, better put together Biden. Well, you know, that's w- the, one of the things I find so interesting about Iowa. I mean, it, the voting of it is not that interesting because it's a lot of, like, super white people. <laughs> But, I mean, like, as far as, like, an exercise, it's kind of interesting because you, you get a lot of second choices. Yeah. Because if you go to, you know, the gym and you have a 15% viability threshold and you're there to support Biden and you don't get viability, then they say, go find another group. Mm-hmm. So who your second choice is or third choice in some cases is very important. So it's kind of interesting to always see, like, usually around – uh. Around this time is where the negative campaigning really starts. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not so much about being like polite enough to be somebody's second choice. So like as soon as you pass Nevada, it's mm. pretty much over with the caucuses. Yeah, so. those caucus states wrap up and things start to get a little negative. Get a little heated. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Uh oh, um But of course we're gonna continue to follow. Uh I do imagine that uh every all the Democrats that I know here are not keen on Pete. No, they're not Team Pete. And I think that uh, he's got... Here's the problem, guys. We've got to be realistic about this thing. I don't know that Bernie can beat Trump because he can't win the middle of the country. I feel like Bernie can beat Trump. Uh, Here's the thing. My thought process right now is, like... I will literally vote for anybody. I will. I will vote for a. I will vote for Dead Strom Thurmond for president <laughs> over Trump right now. Ooh, like, well, uh, <laughs> he could eh. do less damage. Like, oh, because he's dead. Yeah, yeah because I he's guess, dead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would. I would vote for a dead person over the current sitting alive president. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I my my threshold is not that high, uh, and to be honest, all the Democrats. I'm just assuming that Biden just drops out at some point here. Yeah, and. Uh, keeps me from having to preface this with a Biden thing, but like pretty much any of these Democrats right now I'd vote for. I'm, I'm okay with any of them. I worry that when you get into the general Pete being a small town mayor is not going to be as endearing as it is in the democratic primary, you know, where a lot of people will sort of say like, yeah, Trump's a horrible person and racist and I don't like what he does or says, but you know, my 401, uh, is doing good. And, uh, uh, you know, Pete's just been a mayor. I don't know if he's quite ready to be president of a free world. You know, like, flashing back to Trump not knowing what the fuck he's doing ever. 
I B think probably has a really good team of people who come in with them. I think day the, one, the middle of the country and parts of the South are full of people just like Mitt Romney, who are saying to themselves, kind of what you're saying right now. Yeah, give me someone who isn't a bleeding heart liberal who's going to bring in socialism and bring in all of those terrible things and I will vote for them. If you can give me a, someone who looks conservative enough yeah, that maybe 50 years ago, I mean, let's be honest, like Hillary, uh, Biden, Pete might have been Republicans 50 yeah. or 100 years ago. So, I mean, not 100 because 100, you know, things were reversed. But, you know, 50, 60 <laughs> years ago, they would have been like on the fringe of the Republican Party, not kind right. of in the center of the Democratic they Party. They would have been moderate Republicans. Yeah. Uh, and that party just kept moving to the right. So I think there's a lot of people out there who are saying, like, we need to get back to that. And the only the American politics is re- reactionary. If we put in a president who is a Democratic moderate, the Republican Party has to react by putting out a moderate next time mm-hmm. because you have to be more normal. The um, uh, Bob, Bob Dole, Bob Dole versus Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Uh, Bob Dole versus Bill Clinton was really like. Where's my pen? Bob Dole. Yeah. <laughs> He's a war hero. Man is a war hero. He doesn't have the use of his hands. I'm just throwing out a, yeah. a, a reference? reference to sure. Bob Dole. People, people always brought up the pen. So he, uh, he couldn't, uh, he, he was a war hero and he couldn't, uh, what was it? Couldn't open his hand all the way. Uh, no. So he, he, once it was like shut, it, he couldn't open it or close it. So he would like assist the closing of it and then just hold it. So it looked like he was. Yeah. So he was like making a point with the yeah. pen being like, I'm Bob Dole. And I'm- was he Vietnam or Korea? Had to be Korea. Yeah. Right? right. He was tortured though. That's why it was like yeah. John McCain. He was tortured and right, right, right. His hand, so, but unlike John McCain, he <laughs> left when he was told. When it, yeah, when they were like, you can go home. He's like, all right, boys, let's go on home. <laughs> See ya. But um, so the reason that the Republicans responded with Bob Dole was because uh, Bush was not a, he wasn't a moderate. He was a Reagan Republican. He was, he was very conservative at yes. the time. It's hard to think that now <laughs> because yeah. of what we have, but he was considered kind of on the outside. And Bob Dole was like, you know what? I can be the middle way. I can be the, the moderate. Yeah. And they were like, Clinton is the moderate Democrat. We got to put a moderate Republican up against him. And this is the guy we're going to choose for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and then once he was out, then we went a little fringy with Bush and Gore, who were both on the fringes of their party. But that's how we reply to each other. Well, you also got to think that the uh, after Dole lost and uh, before Bush was like president. Yeah. They were the Republican was starting to do this thing like, all right, so we're at the end. We're going to be at a distinct disadvantage mm. if we don't take care of uh the latino population which is exploding in this yep. country so we need to start thinking about people who will be beneficial to latino voters yeah and bush basically worked his way into that nuzzle by being texas governor and being, being related friendly to latinos yeah being friendly to yeah. latinos and by the way the guy who you saw eight years into being president was not the guy who was governor of texas no uh and the guy now is more like that governor who is like well, never mean, say sanctuary city. Or you got to like think that. that if you were if you if nine eleven ever happened, Bush is probably just like doing the same thing he was yeah. as governor, which is just like this like happy go lucky. I'm just going to give tax cuts kind of guy. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he's like, going to be uh, economically still favoring the rich, but like you're never going to see camps with children under an overpass. Right. Yeah. So there's that uh, bombing of uh, brown children elsewhere in the world probably doesn't happen. 
Oh, I'm sure it does. They'll figure it out. Oh, I mean, not without with the frequency. I mean, I Bolton was still there. There's no. Oh, that's true. No that's way true. to avoid that part. That's true. Um, but uh, like I said, the, though they are going to be looking. When the sun went up. We got to bomb somebody. They're going to be looking. Voters are going to be looking for Romney, the yeah. centrist, and the Republican Party is not offering that. The Democratic Party, ironically, is offering kind of a conservative leaning. Uh, Guy, and I think that that was what we're seeing in New Hampshire. That's what we're seeing in Iowa. South Carolina is going to be the test. Yeah, is he replacing Biden as that conservative centrist candidate? And if he is, he may have the best chance. And I said it two years ago, people. Well, so I said it. So Biden's point at this, at, at his argument at this point is ninety nine point nine percent of African American voters have not voted yet in this primary. That's also true. Um, and. <laughs> Uh, right now, Buttigieg is at zero percent support in the black community, yep. and Klobuchar is also at zero percent. They literally had it listed as zero percent on yep. a recent uh, poll. Um, you know, Bernie has a kind of like uneven grasp on black voters, and Biden that seems to always be a strength. But yeah, he's got that Clinton uh, thing. Going as on. you need to, as you need to remember, uh, as you go forward in this progress process. Mm -hmm. Remember that Joe Biden has run for president three times and has yet to win a single state yes. at any point along the way. So, But I, but here's the other thing. What is Trump's support in the black community? And what was it in 2016? But that's almost different because the Republican Party wasn't... Uh, the, the black Republican vote is not a huge part of the coalition. True. But I don't know that... There's like a certain percentage of the black population that'll vote Republican... Yeah, like it won't break free, and that's like the kind of like consistent one that they stand by. You know, like in usually end, evangelical though, voters. I don't think Hillary was getting high percentages of, of black vote, and in the 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 margin, what decided the election in twenty sixteen? White women over the age of thirty decided the yeah. election, and I can tell you that that is only getting worse. That is, but only I will. Gonna I, be more. I, I I I would also argue that what decided the election was the fact that. People were not wanting to go to vote because yeah. it was Trump versus Hillary. Yeah. And if a normal number of Democrats go to show up to vote in Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio, then this could be a completely different story. You yeah. Know? And, you know, if all of you show up to the Instagram account for Oh the Anthem, <laughs> this could be a completely different story as well. Let's get us over a thousand Instagram followers. Yeah, listen, we uh, we got to be the ringer here. Yes. We got to sell to Spotify, make ourselves some money. By the way, that number keeps going up. Every time I see yeah. a new story, the number's going up. And yeah, I just yeah. feel like, I feel like Bill's following the story. <laughs> he's like, yeah, so they're saying three million just, now, so four million's the number. Uh, just feel like deadline. I'm just going to like ring ourselves for $5 trillion. I'm like, what? Ooh, ooh, that's a retirement. <laughs> that's um, a number. But uh, not only on Instagram, because of course you can find Oh the Anthem on all your social media. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at uh, Oh the Anthem everywhere there. And of course we go live on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, not available on Instagram, but maybe we should look into that. Uh, but you can uh, find us everywhere live and everywhere on social media in between episodes. We try to post little short clips and funny things that happen in our lives. So you don't want to miss out on any of that at Oh the Anthem all across the interwebs. And don't sleep on OtheAnthem.com. It's, it's nice. It looks nice now. Yes, it's a, it's a plethora of episodes, very nicely cataloged, uh, as well as merchandise that will make all your friends say, hey, where'd you get that shirt? And what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I said that uh, the American people are looking for a, uh, a Mitt Romney. I am looking for a Mitt Romney, too. And yeah. I hate that I am proud Pierre of Pierre Delecto. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hate that I'm proud of Pierre Delecto. Uh, but in the for the first time in history, and I mean, there's only been four incidences thus far. Yeah. But in the, for the first time in history, someone from the par- president's party voted for um, conviction against the sitting president. Yeah. Um, and of course, that one vote was Mitt Romney. Um, we kind of on knew- only one of the charges, though. Only one, and that's fine though. One charge is all it takes, man. We can yeah. charge him with nine. Yeah, if yeah, you give yeah. him one, he's out. Uh, Susan Collins came out the week before and said that she yes, wanted witnesses. Yeah, I voted for witnesses, and then voted against the removal. But without the witnesses, I don't think we've reached the high bar necessary to remove the president. Yeah, which seems on the surface to be a logical argument. I mean, like you know, it. The thing that's amazing to me is that. Uh, I understand how these sitting Republican senators are worried that if they vote against Trump, that they're going to have their Republican cards taken away. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be primaried by somebody named like Jasper or something like that. (laughs) He's just like, wasn't this country so much better when it was only Native Americans and settlers? I mean, or they'll (laughs) get primaried by somebody named Andy who looks like a logger. Who was a doctor at one point. Apparently. (laughs) Uh, oh Wayne, come back for us, please. Please, Wayne. Please, Wayne. Uh, that dude, Wayne Gilgers is like ninety would, years old. He's like, who would, are these guys who are still asking me to run? Christ. I would, lo- I would love it if he's just listening to the podcast. He's just like, there's still a demand. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody send Wayne Gilchrist a clip he of wake, this. He wake, he gets out of his chair, takes off his leisure suit, and puts on his business suit. He's like, ready to time. take on the day. It's time. It's not too late to get in this primary, is it? Honestly, everybody, if he went out and said, everybody write me in, I think people would just write him in. Like, all right, what spellings are we going to accept of Gilchrist? Because I don't know if everybody here can spell that. But Wayne, run. Just put run, Wayne, run on the line. Is this a 90s reunion? Because I feel like a fountain of Wayne. Ooh, another deep pull that half the people won't understand. By the way, also, I'm realizing that if you don't get the fountains of Wayne reference, they probably don't even know who Wayne Gilchrist is. (laughs) Probably not. So it works out for both of them. There was once a god amongst men. <laughs> both those people. <laughs> there was once a man serving in Congress who really had the people's interest at heart. And then the Tea Party came. I can't wait until the day where we read the biography of Wayne Gilchrist and figure out he was just as awful as everybody. I mean, really, I probably we probably should. Uh, <laughs> but no, but listen, uh, my, my dad is very familiar with him. He's been at my house before. Whether or not he and I was also a, a Republican at the time when I was like hanging out with him, so maybe I, well, I was like fully supportive because he. Mm-hmm. But there's no way he's worse than than Andy. That's no, the, well, no, it's, I it's, mean, like you know, and, and there's no Democrat that's going to win that district uh, except for maybe me. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely not <laughs> <I> me. Mean, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Too liberal. Uh, but uh, I mean, Andy's basically the real life version of Hitler from Jojo Rabbit. I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> just like a cartoon character version of it. If he was, he and I are about as opposite as we could get. We're literally just on the opposite side of the spectrum for each other. Yeah. I vocally say guillotines, but he's thinking guillotines <laughs> all the time. But just for the poor, the ones that bother him at his office. And right. I'm just asking for things. I'm thinking guillotines for the rich. <laughs> See, we're just like, oh, you know what? In the forest, there's always a diode. <laughs> Anywho, uh, the. Uh, yeah, it, uh, the funniest thing about this whole Mitt Romney thing is that uh, he was uninvited to CPAC because mm-hmm. because he voted against the president. The 
not it's not like it was like 30 years ago one of our most recent republican nominees for president is not invited to the polit- uh conservative political action committee yes a banquet or whatever yeah <laughs> event where all the most important republicans gather uh because he voted against the president and a <laughs> show yeah. of strength by the way 2012 candidate for president who then did what you're supposed to do and just disappeared for a while yeah and then came back and resoundingly won his home state, which yeah. is not his home state, but his home state Senate seat against someone who is immensely popular in the state. And then you get and disinvited because of a vote in the Senate. Like, right. I just, I don't know where our country's going. I, don't make me defend Mitt Romney. What are we, come on. <laughs> what it. I will say is that uh, I, I like uh, that Mitt Romney has basically taken the place of McCain. Yeah, this whole thing because I, I imagine if McCain was alive, we had a, a we've talked McCain many times before. We mm. have disagreements on the man, uh, but we both agree that uh, from time to time, uh, despite your political ideology being different from his, he would yeah. do things that were best for the country as opposed to party. No, I, I uh, prefer my politicians to do that more more of the time. Most well, of yeah, the time, I know, but I'm but saying I like will take it. Unlike Mitch McConnell, who doesn't give a shit what's good for the country. Yeah, as the opposed people. to McConnell, who will vote 100% of the time for the interest of the party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was nice that or, or, 5% of the time McCain would just be like, fuck you guys. First of all, don't discount. He will cast a vote against the party, but for lettuce. <laughs> and that's really only because of his turtle tendencies. So, anyway. Oh, poor McConnell. He's like, wait, uh, I'm not usually down for giving subsidies to anything, but this lettuce subsidy sounds <laughs> delicious. Uh, anyway, yet, uh, so I, I don't know that he's taking McCain's place. I don't ever want to say that anyone would take McCain's place, but he certainly in this particular vote made a strong statement and said, I'm going to go against the party. Yeah. It cost him something. That's good or it's bad. Wherever it's, I mean, it's I think worth. it helps him in Utah. I think it's it does. It's one of those too. like rare places where being against uh, Trump w- is actually beneficial because the Utah people will like kind of grit and bear and vote for Trump because they're Republicans and they don't. They, I don't think they allow the Democrats' names to be on the ballots there. But <laughs> well, as you remember, uh, Evan, um, dang, what was his name? 2016, there was a guy who got like 11% of the vote in Utah. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Evan something. For being not Trump. Yeah, basically, they, yeah. he was just like, I want someone's name to be on the ballot in my home state so that people don't have to vote for Trump. And he got 11% of the vote in uh, the bunch of, a bunch of states like Utah and Arizona and Colorado. So look him up. Evan Steam, not Steamburgeon, is married. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, the actress. Sandberg? No, it wouldn't be Sandberg. Um, something like that. Look him so, up. Yeah, there was some guy who ran it, ran yeah, it the good. Utah primary. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, we're really getting down to it here, folks. I feel like it's end times, and I'm also agreeing with Mitt Romney in that because he always talks about how it's the end times. But uh, when I start agreeing with Mitt Romney, we have reached a point in our republic where I just uh, to me it's just amazing that nobody wants to hedge. Yep. I mean, like that's really the point. Like. You could have asked for witnesses just to hear them mm-hmm. because you, uh, Bolton's not going to not sell this book now because they decided they didn't want him to come testify. Yeah, no. And all the information that he would probably say on the stand is going to be in the book. So if the book gets released a month from now and we find out that, like, you know, Trump was like, you know, selling girls into white slavery or something like that, then we're going to feel pretty dumb that we didn't ask for more witnesses. Yep. You know, like. 
there's going to be people who show up to Susan Collins' door and go like, what the hell? She's like, well, how was I supposed to know there was going to be bad things in there? I'm just a little girl. I can't <laughs> cast a vote. There's a mouse in there. Everyone get away from the mouse. You should all be watching my cartoon or our cartoon president. Yeah. It's really, really good. It was really nice in the, the election year stuff, too, because yeah. they're focusing on some Democrats as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple more quick Trump things before we get out of here. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, because Lightning around it. When, uh, when the whole uh, uh, Mueller investigation ended is when... Trump basically went hard into the Ukraine. Yeah. And then we had a Ukraine investigation. And then literally the day <laughs> after it ends, uh, Trump is uh, telling Barr to tell the Justice Department lawyers to uh, go a little bit easier on Roger Stone. And a bunch of lawyers in the office quit because of it. I think two walked out of court. Yeah. They went in. They told the judge, we can no longer represent the, the uh, federal government in this case and left. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, he's apparently put in a tweet to tell the military to investigate uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vigman, who testified against him in the House version of the impeachment trial here. Uh, to which I, I must say, this is... Uh, I don't know where you found this man so honorable. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Like, Here's the good news. Even if he wins in November... He's just going to keep giving us chances to impeach him. Like, uh, the investigations will continue. They'll keep throwing charges up to the Senate. And eventually someone with a conscience, like I'd like to think Susan Collins has, is going to be like, listen, witnesses are not. Enough's fucking enough. Come on. Like, how much do we have to have? I mean, I'll tell you this. If uh, If the Democrats were able to get their shit together enough to overturn the Senate, yeah, then... I think there would be a much different conversation being had about uh, keeping Trump in check. I think if uh, if Colin if they overturn the Senate and Colin still managed to have a job at the end of it, yeah, like she didn't lose one of those seats in the process. Then uh, she'll be a much different person when she comes back to Washington that January. Yeah, too. it'll be strange. She's going to be going across the aisle, building coalitions with people. I, I think it's fun. amazing the things that this president has done. All these new things the president has done. Since he was elected just a couple days ago. I mm-hmm. mean, it's amazing. That whole first term was a dream, but the second one has been plagued with so much atrocity. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Someone needs to hold him accountable. I, you know, it, it's funny. I get, uh, I think the person running against McConnell in uh, Kentucky, yeah. like the lead Democrat who looks like she's going to win Kentucky, has like this national game going on to try and raise money because yep. I see her ads from time to time. And I you, well, so you she usually don't see ads for people outside of the state if they're running for like she is is doing the AOC thing, but for the Senate where she's raising money for anyone who's in a vulnerable seat, mm-hmm. and because she's running against Mitch McConnell, she's getting the most like press. But yeah, so she her face is being used to be like, hey, it's like Susan, McGrath or something like that. Yeah, McGrath, uh, McGrath, Amy McGrath, Amy McGrath. Um, yeah, but like Susan Collins decided to vote to uh, acquit. Luckily. So-and-so up in Alaska. Alaska? Yeah. Alaska? No, Collins is Maine. Maine. Uh, up in Maine. Would have voted to convict. Why don't we throw some shekels her way? You know, like, and, like let's get all of these people who have never been in government before into government. Yeah. Uh, Maine so. is such a fucking weird-ass state, too. With They have an independent governor. Yep. They have an independent senator. And the independent governor is slightly racist, too. Like, the independent governor is more Republican than Trump is. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know, like Angus is uh, probably one of the most even-handed senators we have. Yeah, and then, and then Collins. yeah, and then Collins, who is like looks to be even, but then goes wildly right from any time like it's important. It's uh, and the Senate's weird. I don't think we've heard enough about the Senate thus far, but obviously the presidential campaign has taken up most of it, and. For the most part, there are very few contested Senate seats. Like by this time, you know who the front runner is in your primary going into the Senate. Um, but we'll hear more about it in the summer. There is a seat. Uh, one of the Georgia seats is now being called like the one to turn the Senate. Yeah, because they think they have the votes. Like McConnell's probably out. Um, well, there's weird ones too. That that if you heard on election day that Arizona switched yep. or Colorado or uh, New Mexico or uh, there's one in in Nevada too, right? I think one so. Republican senator in Nevada. Yes, I think that one's good it's for a bunch the changing. Of like Midwest, like the Sun Belt yeah. states that are like really like heavy in the the change, which is why like people thought Beto had a good chance against Ted Cruz, like not to like beat him, but to yep. put on a good showing. Because by the way, Beto, there's another goddamn senator <laughs> up for re-election this year. Yeah, Come why on. don't you run against Cornyn? Like, <laughs> he's just as bad as Cruz, just not like you know visibly so. And not so disturbingly yeah. visually so. Yeah. At least Corden can kiss his daughter without her running away. Yeah. But uh, so there's a seat in Georgia, and they're basically saying, like, if we can turn this seat, it means something because it's never. So it hasn't been Democrat since Democrats were Republicans, essentially. Yeah. And when Strom Thurmond said, hey, we're going to start a Dixiecrat party, it went Dixiecrat. And then when he went to the Republicans, it went Republican. And it's very strongly uh, and always been held by a very strong... It hasn't been Democrat, I think, since Lyndon. Lyndon Johnson? Yeah, right? Yeah, that, w- that would have been... Uh, so, 48... Because he was from Texas, right? Texas, yes. Oh, no, I was talking about the Georgia seat. The Georgia oh, seat that is yeah. kind of being called like the... Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The runaway seat. The election will right, be right, running right. away if this seat goes uh, blue uh, because... Well, there's more. Been. There's more talk of Georgia going blue too, because yeah. I mean, like the the amount of stuff I was listening to uh, Stacey Abrams uh, on Larry Wilmore's podcast recently, and the number of things she was going into about like how Kemp basically <laughs> tried to torpedo the vote yeah. in uh, Georgia is incredible, and uh, makes you wonder how things could have been differently if uh, none of this foul play was involved, but. Uh, if you want to go to a place where there is absolutely 100% no foul play like, Don't promise that. I can't. All right. There's a little asterisk, like we did not consult with our lawyers before saying this. Mm-hmm. Oh, the anthem.com. Cordo, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. Uh, I have the Birds of Prey review, like, already and uploaded and will be released tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are listening to this on the day that it's released, and why wouldn't you? Then I just released the Ford vs. Ferrari review. Mm. So uh, check both those out uh, and let me know what you think. And if uh, you want me to see any movies in particular, because i uh, got to do more reviews. So yeah. give me your suggestions. And, uh, I mean, of course, that uh, you'll be in Vegas. And what better time to go see a movie when, <laughs> when you're in Vegas? Nothing else to do in that town. <laughs> 4 a.m. Might as well go to a movie. <laughs> That's the one weird thing about Vegas. The movie times don't vary. Yeah. <laughs> You're still going to have like a 7.30, a 9, a 10.30. Maybe you get the midnight. I'd be but so happy if there was like home of your the only 24-hour AMC in the country oh, or something like that. Yeah. That makes it worth, worth a trip to go there. Yeah. Just the 24-hour AMC theater. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you can, of course, find me at all your social networks at Robert and Cheek. 
Mm, excuse me. Oh, heartburn's kicking in. Don't die. Oh, there's barbecue chips. I got barbecue <laughs> stuff on my hand. Um, uh, Robert and Cheek at all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find uh, all the things having to do with me, including uh, the blog and the links to the books on Amazon. Buy Rob's books. Thank you. Oh, man. Um, and, of course, uh, you can go on over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek, where you can find a bunch of videos, including the Everyman Movie Reviews. I, too, will have a Harlequin, um, Birds of Prey, the um, uh, Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn review up tomorrow. <laughs> I've um, been wondering whether or not I should write that entire thing on the YouTube title. Uh, yeah, I don't or just think it'll Birds fit of Prey. Mine, so, <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not going to put the whole thing. I don't think anybody's going to be searching for that. But... Um, also, Ford vs. Ferrari will be up on Sunday. So if you'd like a less pretentious version of Corey Baker filmmaker reviews, eh, come on over to Everyman and uh, we'll have it. I also have scripted out now two Rob uh, Explains Everything episodes. And if I can ever get home before 10 p.m., I'm going to shoot one of them. <laughs> it just hasn't seemed to work out thus far. So unfortunately, uh, those are going to have to wait. And as Corey pointed out, I'm going to New York this weekend. So the likelihood of me getting any work done on Valentine's Day weekend with Roxanne in New York, is probably nearly zero. So wait, they will. T- statistically zero. <laughs> um, but uh, starting uh, later this month, I will have a lot of free time where I'll be hermiting myself away and just writing and writing and writing and shooting and shooting and uh, got a lot of exciting stuff. Writing, I hope, is most of what I spend my time in Vegas doing. Yeah. I mean, like, I have the hockey game that's sort of planned, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's write and then eat whenever I'm not writing. Oh, oh, and I, I hope it's not a spoiler. Uh, you can cut this out for the actual episode if you want, if you don't want people to know. But we will be attending NAB in Las Vegas in April. So if you are also going to be at NAB, please give us a shout out and let us know. Um, we are going to treat it as a writing retreat. Yep. And also go see some cool stuff and maybe pick up some new equipment. But for the most part, uh, we'll be there to enjoy the city, enjoy the sites, uh, to write. And we would love to see people. Uh, it's just like I feel like it's one of the things where people who might listen would also go there for work or for something else. Yeah. Let us know you're going to be there. Let's get together and say uh, say hi to one another. Come visit us in our palatial suite wherever we end up. Yeah. Going. I mean, we'll uh, find something wrong with the room. Corey will complain. We'll post about <laughs> it all over social media. And then we'll get an upgrade. That's how we do. That's the Caesar only Suites. way. <laughs> so, uh, it's April 14th through 19th? Mm, something like, something no, like that. Yeah. I think it's later than that. But I think it's after my birthday, right? Oh, you're right. It's a week after your birthday. So uh, whenever the NAB is, that's when we'll be there. Uh, Look it up. You have Google. Yeah, it'll be the day before it starts through most of the week. I don't know if we're going to stay all the way through the end, but um, most of the week anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Viva Las Vegas. And you're gonna give me like a duel in New York, New York, or something like that. See, that's the kind of stuff in you New have to. York. Actually, you know what? Here, let Concrete me just. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> in Vegas. What kind of mashup was that? <laughs>